Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Arb Life Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Dan Das of Recoil Manufacturing Company. We discuss Dan's journey from his early beginnings of dragging brush to producing a product that solved a problem all over the world. This is the Arb Life for arborists to be inspired. Yeah, loud and clear. That's how I like it, brother. Nice. All right, Dan Das with uh, Recoil uh, Manufacturing Company. Um, thanks for being here, Dan. I uh, I really appreciate it. I uh, I know I had to go through an alternate route of Drew Bristow, and I I owe him a ta- I have to send him a tank top because of this. He's like the Godfather, you know, of the of the arboricultural <laughs> underground. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the most networked guys in arm internationally. So yeah, <laughs> I'll have to send him a recoil tee as well. Then if you're sending him a tank top, that's a good deal for him. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, give me a call. And uh, what I'd really like to um, start the conversation with is sort of just asking you um, a little bit about your uh, history with the, uh, with the arboricultural industry and, and, and sort of how you uh, got started in this business. And then we can, we can kind of talk about how uh, uh, recoil um, sort of uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, sure. No, that, uh, that sounds good. So clearly by my accent, um, I'm from the UK. <laughs> so I started my old career over there and it kind of started by accident. Um, I was running a small business, literally just started a small business uh, doing security installations in cars. So that's car security, that would be Bluetooth kits, audio, everything like that because that was my background. And to keep the cash rolling in while I just started that business, I was like 21 years old at the time. a friend suggested, yeah, come do a bit of tree work for us, just drag branches on the ground. So I was like, yeah, okay then, I'll do two days a week of that, and I'll do three plus days a week of my business, and we'll see how it goes. And as soon as I saw the guys climbing the trees, I was like, hold on a minute, this looks cool. And from then I started watching more, and then I was like, okay, then I'll start doing my ARB tickets, just in case they want me to climb in the future. And then they started getting me up the trees. And from there, I just kind of fell in love with it and spent six years in the UK working for a small company, but it was such a great experience. And then from that point, I decided to spread my wings over to Australia. So it's kind of half and half. I was looking at Vancouver and I was looking at Melbourne and it was basically because of the big tree work in both of these locations. I was hunting for the adrenaline side of tree work, which I think lots of us, um, yeah, are attached to because it is a cool industry to be in and it is a high adrenaline industry to be in. So I ended up in Melbourne, worked for a few companies and had the opportunity to work with some absolutely, yeah, awesome guys. And yeah, then, then I ended up starting recoil. So, 
you um uh to to move when you when you moved into uh you know product development or you know let's just say a manufacturing m making products for arborists you sort of go from you know providing a service as an arborist whether it be pruning or removal or you know cabling and bracing and and things like this um was it did did you uh did you see an an opportunity in manufacturing uh to sort of to sort of double down and and broaden your career uh you know what what kind of connections drew you to to that to product development and 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 you you know why did you go that way versus say yeah. you know starting a big firm or whatever a, a big oh, a, a, you, you know so yeah. yeah, that's a great question because it's something which I kind of pondered. And I suppose being a climber on the tools, spending most of my time, actually, I was spending most of my time taking down trees. I was spending a lot of time on spurs doing that sort of work. There was another step in between that and starting Recoil, which was I was working for a company called Tree Gear which is one of the supply stores in Australia. And that was, I think I spent three years working for Tree Gear. And I think it's because when I was an arborist, I loved the gear. Um, I have to admit that my botanical knowledge wasn't where I took the most pleasure from. It was from the climbing from the gear, from the getting better and the continual improvement every day. And then working at Tree Gear after that, I just fell in love with products. Um, I've spent a lot of time splicing, so I was um, doing a lot of splicing for Tree Gear. And all of that combined built this love for the products and for the height industry that, um, yeah, that is really much a big part of me when it comes to being an arborist. And from that starting point, then it was actually a friend of mine, pretty much best mate over here, that came to me and was like, Dan, I've got an idea. Something's not working right for me. Can you tweak this? Can you rebuild this? And it was a chainsaw lanyard. So we got to the drawing board, redesigned it, and yeah, and then that was kind of the accidental start of recoil. You know, I did a little bit of um, uh, playing around on your on uh, Recoil's website today, and and just sort of uh, got a feel for some of the uh, character of the product, and uh, really a beautiful website, and a lot of nice uh, oh, content so. there, and some really nice instructional videos, and and uh, you know, you you really go into the details of the chainsaw lanyard, what it's rated for. Um, sort of uh, coming at the uh, product development with with the, the the concept of explaining the tool and what it's capable of and everything. Um, but what I thought was uh, really uh, quite fascinating, and I think it's uh, a really uh, uh, brilliant. And you know, with any type of product, they say you know uh, all great products uh, solve a problem. And um, I think that it, it's. It's really interesting um, how narrow of a product line it is 
being that it's really, let's just say at the core of it, it's just a chainsaw lanyard. But, 100%. And it's a niche within a niche as well. You know, and, and I'm sitting there and I said, yeah, this is really brilliant because if you were to consider the, the arborist uh, community as a whole, you sort of have a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different um, uh, ways to go about climbing trees. Some people like certain systems and, and, and a lot of that is, is different, but you know, the one thing that almost every arborist carries into the tree with them is a chainsaw or a tool yeah. at some point. And, um, I just thought that that was, uh, really, uh, such a, a brilliant approach to, uh, to choosing a product. I mean, if, if there was one, if there was one product that you can make a chainsaw lanyard uh, really, it really reaches uh, such a big portion of the market in terms of in terms of getting that product out there. So, did, was that? I mean, did did you sit down and say, okay, if I can make one thing, this is what it's going to be, or or was that sort of just like a a, a, a lucky uh, a lucky situation that you found yourself in? I mean, did you did you do a ton of research and on the market or did, was this something that just got stitched up and you were like, I'm, I'm just going to run with it? Yeah, well, you know what it was? It's, it's kind of a funny thing because we were really doing, um, when we were redesigning the chainsaw lanyard at first, was solving a problem for us. We were on the tools, even though I was working for Tree Gear, I was still climbing, like on the side, on the weekends etc and that was the one thing that really annoyed me and it would be you'd be in the middle of a climb you'd be climbing out on some skinny limb and you'd be i don't know 20 30 foot out on this limb and teeter tottering uh on the edge of this limb and you can feel you compromise even if you've got your pole belt on as well you reach out with your chainsaw lanyard to do your weight reduction or whatever it is and the chainsaw lanyard doesn't reach and you're just like oh no and your whole body is tensed up because you're trying to balance on this limb and that was the biggest pain in the butt for for me and the other side of it was when I came to Melbourne I was shown a different way of attaching my chainsaw lanyard and as you notice on the full reach, it's got the option to attach onto the top handle as well. And that was because you could clip onto your tool hook and off of your tool hook with one hand. And that made such a big difference to me. So that you could make your cuts and hang your saw up with one hand, but you could also take it off of your tool hook with one hand. And that changed things completely for me. So we're like, okay then, we need a product that solves this problem. And all we were doing back in the day was solving that problem for us. And it was just through social media that it was like lighting the match. And it turned out that other people wanted that problem solved for them as well. So, yeah, no, that's it's it's really awesome. And uh, uh, I I. I love the uh, I love the product. I have to admit, I do not have a full uh, I do not have a full reach chainsaw lanyard. I no, I, TC, I, we'll I, have to I, get one over I, to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm 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 much more interested in in 
in your journey um, in in business and and sort of your your inspirations uh, to, 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 to come up with this product creatively and, and to get it out into the market. I think that, uh, the product is beautiful, but I think that the story behind these things, um, it really, it really percolates, uh, percolates that experience. And, and, uh, and, uh, I just, I'm really drawn to that. And so, uh, I thank you. I thank you for your, for your contributions. And, uh, it's, it's really awesome, but I, I'd also like to um, maybe just bother you with with one more question, and and sort of uh, if you can maybe talk about uh, one of your most challenging experiences with the product. Uh, if there was any sort of like a point where you know you sort of thought you had it and then you're taking a few steps back to try and address some things and sort of how you maybe overcame uh that challenge uh to get recoil where it is where it is now yeah i suppose one of the biggest challenges is actually that um it took a lot more money and time and experience than I actually had to get one just the flagship product before reach lanyards to where it is, but also to get the business to a point where it was actually sustainable. It took a lot, a lot more knowledge, a lot more money, and a lot more time than I first expected. And I suppose the realization after the fact is that. Um, if I were to look back and tell myself again um, about the journey that you'd have to go through, maybe in hindsight you'd be like, wow, okay, you'd, you'd spend longer. But naive optimism, I think, is a superpower Like when you want to, to get things done at times. So, yeah, probably the biggest thing is it went from, with the first product, it went from being a lanyard which was literally stitched up in my shed at home on a sewing machine to being a product that was mass produced in the thousands coming out of an overseas factory. Getting from point A to point B had so many learning curves to it. Being able to instruct a factory on how the production needs to take place because we produce everything. So from the webbing, the webbing isn't an off-the-shelf webbing. It's custom built for us. Um, Every component is custom built for us and teaching a factory how to do that and then how to quality control it on the opposite end as well. I had none of that experience whatsoever. I was literally an arborist, just a climber, and having to work that out along the way was probably the biggest learning curve. And yeah, it's taken a lot of time, a lot of effort, but once you get your process in place, then it makes it a lot more streamlined for the next product and the next product. But then there's always differences for each product because they've got different types of components which are coming from different factories and get assembled in different ways. So it's the, the hardest thing I think is probably keeping your head down when times are hard, when the money isn't coming in and just keep pushing forward, just taking it on the chin and being able to 
yeah, stay optimistic, even when everyone else around you is telling you not to be, to go back and get a real job, quote unquote, you know, um, that's probably the biggest part of it. It's hard, but yeah, they never said it'd be easy. They just said it'd be worth it. That's right, that's Dan. Saying, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, uh, listen, Dan, honestly, I, uh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful for your time and, uh, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. Um, you know, I know that many of the uh, major uh, gear suppliers uh, carry your lanyard. Is is there is there anywhere anyone that you want to give a shout out to or or uh, tell listeners uh, to get over to a specific website? Um, you know, let us know, let let us know what we could do, where we could get the product. A hundred percent. So. Recoil wouldn't be where it is today without the support of the companies which carry our products, 100%. And they're the ones which helped us get the products out there in the first place. And even when this was a product being manufactured by me, units on a sewing machine, probably the first company would be Tree Gear in Australia. That's who I was working for at the time, and he was the first person, Trevor at Tree Gear, to put the product on. And then in very quick succession after that, the two biggest companies to, to put us on straight away was Cheryl Tree and then Tree Kit in the UK. So obviously Cheryl Tree in the US and Tree Kit in the UK, they were the first ones that came to us and really embraced us as a brand and said, right, let's run with this. No, that's... Uh that's really awesome, Dan. That was uh, that was a really uh, a really great chat, and I'm um, I, I I really look forward to uh, seeing what what Recoil does in the future, and 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 sort of where you guys are headed. And uh, I hope that um, I hope that we can keep this conversation going as as you grow and and as the company grows. Uh, you, you're a real inspiration, and your journey is. Uh, is a really cool story, and and I and I think that on some level, anyone in the industry is going to be able to uh, relate to your experiences and and your hard work, and um, and just sort of that legacy that that you're that you're creating as far as keeping the head down and and grinding forward. I I, I really think that that's a wonderful message um, to arborists everywhere. the kind words and yeah hopefully your audience can get some some value from maybe some of the hurdles uh, and some of the experience that I've had along the way but yeah definitely happy to keep the conversation going with you TC no doubt Dan hey listen man I, I really appreciate it and uh, I hope you have a really great day man you too you too and hopefully chat soon no doubt later bro Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Arb Life Podcast. You can find the blog and the podcast at our website, www.thearblife.com. Sign up for an email subscription to get all the latest updates on blog posts and podcast interviews. This is the Arb Life, for arborists to be inspired.